podcast where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we try. I'm Allie, and as always, I am joined by my sister, CJ. How are you, CJ? Hey, Allie. I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so chilly here today. It is in the, like, low 80s here today. It was really nice today. It was, like, the high today was, like, 56. No, thanks. Yeah. Pass. Cold front came in yesterday afternoon. I was driving home yesterday. It was 78 degrees, and then the storm rolled in, and it's been cold ever since. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> Fall! Winter! Yay! Anyways... Thank you, everyone, for joining us today for our season three premiere. Yay! Yay! This season, we are going to go into all of the e-ticket attractions. And CJ, what are we starting with? Well, we're trying to do this in chronological order. So we're going to be comparing today the Matterhorn bobsleds at Disneyland to Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain over at Animal Kingdom. Now you might be thinking, well, hang on, you guys. Matterhorn opened in the 1950s and Expedition Everest opened in the 2000s. This doesn't make any sense. Okay, first of all, Matterhorn is a unique attraction. There is no other Matterhorn, Mm -hmm. but you know, this is kind of a close comparison. They're both big snowy mountains and they both have an abominable snowman slash yeti figurine in the ride and when i say chronological order we looked at our list of e-ticket attractions that we're comparing and we got all the opening dates and we went with like okay this one's 1959 we're gonna go with this episode's gonna be first even though the comparison attraction was 2006 so yeah yeah and a lot of the things this season are not gonna be one-to-one i think the only things that are is like Space Mountain and Big Thunder and Splash. Um, but, you know, we've got like Test Track and Radiator Springs Racers is going to be an episode. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster and Incredicoaster. So, you know, there's not one-to-ones for a lot of these, but we're calling them close enough. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So let's get right on into it with CJ's favorite thing about the Matterhorn bobsleds. Well, if you've been listening for the past couple seasons, (laughs) you would know that I really am into history and the Matterhorn is a historical attraction. It's the first steel tube coaster in the United States, maybe in the world. I'm like blanking on that fact right now. Um, But anyways, I I like it in the world. Yeah, I, you know, I like it for the historical reasons. It's a classic Disney ride, but I also like that they've updated it and added new things over the years. They've kept it fresh. Yeah, they've done a really good job at keeping it fresh. And that's one of my favorite things about it as well, specifically that they updated the Yeti and kept it fresh, for lack of mm-hmm. a better word. I also mm-hmm. really like that there are two tracks. I think that was forward thinking, um, considering that there's, I mean, is there a lot of that? I know we've seen it with Mr. Toad. I don't think there's enough of the two track, actually. I think there should be more. I think there should be more, too. Yeah. It kind of doubles the capacity of the ride when there's two tracks. And I also think it's uniquely built to support two tracks. There's no way it could ever go down to one. Right, right. And I it gives it interesting sight lines when you see bobsleds passing each other and winding around the mountain and stuff. I think it's yeah. a really cool visual. Do you have a preferred side? No, I like them both. Okay. Okay. Do you have a preferred side? 
I don't think so, but one side is longer. Oh, okay. Are you going to share that when you get to your fun facts? Uh, not in the fun facts, but in, when we're talking about the, um, I wrote it down somewhere. Okay. It's, it's, it's in here somewhere. I promise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, it is in the fun facts. Just kidding. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, TJ, Expedition Everest, favorite thing. Go. The thrill factor. It's a very thrilling attraction and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I do like that it's a very good roller coaster. I also really like that it had some firsts for Disney. Like, as far as I'm uh, aware. Hang on. I feel like we should preface there's going to be some spoiler alerts this episode. For a ride that's been open for 15 years? 16 years? It's 2022 now. <laughs> I was estimating. Okay. Um... I mean, yeah, there's people who haven't been to Animal Kingdom still. We're on this ride. Okay, well. Spoiler Spoiler alert. Ahead. I like that it goes backwards. Um, <laughs> as like far that. as I'm aware, that's the first time that's happened at a Disney park. So, at least in the U.S., I can't speak for any of the international parks, seeing as neither of us have ever been to one. So. Yeah, I'm going through my head. I Really quick, I can't think of any that purposefully go backwards. <laughs> I mean, they might accidentally go backwards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So CJ already mentioned that Expedition Everest opened in 2006. It's currently 2022. What date in 2006? April 7th, shortly before Animal Kingdom's birthday. And the Matterhorn opened on June 14th, 1959. Mm-hmm. The Matterhorn was the world's first tubular steel continuous track roller coaster, and the mountain is a scale model of the actual Matterhorn Mountain in Switzerland. It's 147 feet tall compared to the 14,700 feet of the Matterhorn, so it's just 100 times smaller. Walt was inspired by his extended trip to Switzerland for the film Third Man on the Mountain. Now, the mountain is 147 feet tall, but the track only goes up 80 feet. The Fantasyland side is slightly longer, according to Wikipedia. The snow on the mountain used to be just white paint, but in 2012, they refurbished the mountain, and the snow now includes uh, glass beads to make it kind of shimmery, shiny, and look more realistic. I remember when they did that. It looks better now. It does. There's also more realism elements that were added in the 2012 refurb, specifically with regards to the snow. There is way less snow at the base of the mountain than there used to be. And there's more snow on the northern face than the southern face of the mountain. Just adding that little hint of realism, which is really cool. Uh, the Yeti has a name. The Imagineers call him Harold. There is a basketball half court near the top of the mountain according to cast members who can access that part of the mountain. And I have two not fun facts. I think, hang on, I think for the basketball half court, I think you can see that on the Imagineering story. Oh, I'm okay, pretty I sure. haven't watched it. You haven't watched it? No. Allie. CJ. Oh my gosh, you need to see it. Okay. 100%. And I have it on very good authority that season two is coming. 
Okay. I have, I have some insider info on that. So sneaky, sneaky. Yep. Uh, you need to watch it hundred percent. You will okay. cry. Guarantee. If I, if I cried, you will cry. Wow. You don't cry. No, I don't. And I cried. So you need to see it. <laughs> All right. It's good. Okay. I have two not fun facts moving on from the Imagineering story. Two not fun facts. Uh, the Matterhorn has the uh, honor, question mark, of being the home to Disneyland's first fatality. In 1964, a teenage boy stood up on the attraction, uh, sustained some injuries from that, and died a few days later. The other more famous attraction uh, is a woman named Dolly. We briefly mentioned this in the, our Halloween episode. Uh not a child, a 48-year-old woman. We thought it was a child, or at least I, I had heard it was a child, but according to Wikipedia, it was a 48-year-old woman. Still bad, but not as horrific. Um, she was ejected from her bobsled following a seatbelt failure. They don't know if the seatbelt malfunctioned or if it was purposely undone. And uh, yeah, there was the, it was particularly gruesome. So. I thought what happened with her was she undid her seatbelt to check on the child in front of her or something, and she was ejected. That's what I had heard. Yeah. What, according to Wikipedia, the cause of the seatbelt undoing is unknown. Okay. Well, rip Dolly. And the young boy in 1964. Uh, remember when they say keep your seatbelts fastened at all times, remain seated at all times? They say that for a reason. Well, I think now they've switched it to one that's like locked until you're back in the station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could. Cause... Well, uh, I don't know if it's locked until you're back in the station because if there's an emergency and they have to evacuate the ride, well, well, I think there's a stuck. way to undo. There's a way to undo that though. Okay, probably there would. I mean, there would have to be. It would be like a safety and liability issue. So well, because one time, I was stuck on Indiana Jones, and well, the Indiana Jones ride stopped, and a maintenance guy came. Like the lights came on, and everything. The ride stopped, and a maintenance guy came out and specifically went to our vehicle and said that something registered in the vehicle that one of our seatbelts was undone. Oh, so. Yeah, so he made us all undo them and redo them. So there must be, you know, they must have some way to get everybody to undo them if there's an evacuation situation. And you know what? There is better technology than there was um, back in the 60s where they can detect it and do something about it pretty much immediately. So Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember before, you know, they have the new bobsleds now. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. And before those new bobsleds, they still had those seatbelts that you could just undo at any time. <laughs> that was not that long ago. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't like, they were like the airline seatbelts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So fun facts for Expedition Everest. It's the tallest attraction at Walt Disney World at 199.5 feet. It beats Tower of Terror by six inches. Um, if it went up to 200 feet, they'd have to put a red light on top of it for, you know, FAA regulations. So they they missed that one. Um, if you look at it from above, like on satellite imagery, it does make a hidden Mickey shape. So if you want to go check that out, go for it. The Yeti inside sits in B mode. Um, if you're familiar with Rise of the Resistance, you know Kylo Ren at the very end often goes into B mode. He doesn't work. 
Um, the Yeti is permanently in B mode. He's been stuck there since a few months after opening. Uh, what he's supposed to do is like swipe at your ride vehicle, but he is not able to do that anymore. So they use strobe lights and, you know, some lighting effects to give it the appearance of moving. When the Imagineers were were visiting, uh, I'm sorry, were building the attraction, they visited Nepal, Tibet, etc. to get inspiration for the attraction. And if you go through the queue, you'll see some artifacts from their travels in the queue. They've kind of turned it into a little museum, basically. And at the time, it was the most expensive roller coaster ever built it cost about a hundred million dollars however Hagrid's over at Universal Orlando stole that title from them which womp, I, believe, I believe it cost about 300 million dollars or something like that so wow. yeah so I just pulled up Expedition Everest on Google Maps and it took me a second to see it so it's not a perfect hidden Mickey but I now that I've like zoomed in a little bit and there's some track that you have to ignore when you're looking for the hidden Mickey. Yeah, but I, I always feel like, the, those, like the loops of the ears. I feel like those big, uh, the ones that you see from above are not ever really perfect, but it's close. Yeah. You know, the trees obscure it and stuff, but but they try. They tried. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Looks good. Cool. The Matterhorn bobsleds is located between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland, and there's some lack of clarity on which land it's actually located in. Uh, some iterations of the map list it in Tomorrowland, some list it in Fantasyland. So it's it borders those two lands. Yeah. What land do you consider it in? Like, what do you think? I think of it as more of a Fantasyland ride. That's what I think, too. And I think it's because of where you enter the queue. Okay. What's your reasoning? It doesn't seem very space futuristic, which is where Tomorrowland <laughs> is right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think maybe when it first opened, it was considered more of a Tomorrowland thing. I might be totally wrong on this, but I'm just thinking it opened the same time as the um, monorail. And it was part of that big summer opening, mm -hmm. you know, with the other uh, with the other Tomorrowland attractions. So maybe back then it was seen as more of a Tomorrowland thing. But I don't know. I think of it more of a Fantasyland thing, especially in, in the middle of Southern California, a snowy mountain. <laughs> like that's more of a fantasy. I mean, I, I know you can obviously get to snow pretty easily, but in the middle of a Southern California theme park, a big snowy mountain is not exactly yeah. realistic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Expedition Everest is located in Asia, in the back corner of the park. You know, Animal Kingdom is based on, the lands are based on real places for the most part. So, Asia for Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. The queue for Matterhorn is outdoors. It's covered once you get closer to the boarding area. Most of the time, the queue wraps around the Tomorrowland side of the mountain before it splits in two. The covered section feels like a chalet and has a bunch of switchbacks. I love the styling of the chalet, too. All the yeah. artistry on there. It's very cool. The Expedition Everest queue is both outdoors and indoors, depending on where you're at. If it's, you know, if it's if it extends outdoors, you're going to be standing in the sun. So prepare yourself. Uh, but it is open air once you're indoors, kind of. They've got like fans going and stuff. Uh, the indoor portion is kind of like a museum with a lot to see. There's 
artifacts in there from the Imagineers' travels. There's information about the mythical Yeti creature, as well as other creatures that inhabit the mountains. There's a company called the Anandapur Tea, Tea Company that's featured pretty prominently. And there are also some screens where Magic Band readers pick up guest names. So um, if you're looking closely, you can see your name on an advertisement in the queue. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And what can you hear in the queue? So for the Everest queue, it's mostly, mostly like Asian inspired music. It kind of sounds like something you would hear in a yoga class, like an upbeat yoga class, not like calming, <laughs> not, not calming yoga music, but it's generally pretty loud in the queue. So it's kind of hard to hear. And at the Matterhorn bobsleds, you get some very German, like umpa polka music mm -hmm. um, is very German. And one thing that I realized I got side when I was editing the Bush Gardens episode, I realized I got sidetracked. A lot of the music in the Germany area of Bush Gardens, Williamsburg sounded very much like the music you hear in the queue for the Matterhorn. Oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, strikingly similar. <laughs> You know, I've heard some music in certain parts of the parks here where I'm like, wait a minute, they use that in Disneyland. And it, like, I can't quite place exactly where I've heard it, but I'm like, I know I've, I've heard that at Disneyland before. So I wouldn't be surprised if other theme parks use it. I mean, I have like Spotify playlists that I've downloaded that like it's not written by Disney, but it's used in the Disney parks. So yeah. I'm sure other theme parks use it. I mean, pretty much all of Main Street is not written by Disney, but used right. in the Disney parks. So Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Moving on to ride vehicles uh, for the Matterhorn. If you've been on Space Mountain at uh, Disney World, you've been in the ride vehicle for the Matterhorn, basically. So it is a six-person bobsled with three people in the first car and three people in the second, all in a row. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, there's no side-by-side. -side, and there are a total of 20 trains. This used to be lap seating, where <laughs> two people, one seat belt, and you would, uh, the larger person would sit in the back and the smaller person would sit in front of them and you'd share a seat belt. And uh, the cars I were divided into... I don't remember sharing a seat belt. I thought you still had two separate ones. Maybe I'm wrong, because I do remember the, the lap seating on the Matterhorn, but I'm, I might be yeah. making up the sharing a seatbelt thing. But yeah, you would sit um, two people and two people, so it would actually, the revamped cars reduced the capacity, but made it a lot more comfortable and a lot less awkward for everybody involved. Yeah, because lap sitting sometimes is not the most ideal situation. Yeah, um, especially I've heard if the person in the back is a male, and the person in the front slides back into them. That can ouch. be, yeah, that can be a big ouch. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now the cars are not very comfortable. I mean, they they were never very comfortable. Let's be real. It's, it's They're hard to get in and out of. Yes, they are very difficult to get in and out of. And it's a very jostly attraction. Um, if you need your back crack to go ride, ride the Matterhorn. <laughs> yeah. And like, what I don't like about it is like, there's no, there's no, like, you know, when you sit on a chair and your legs bend at like a 90 degree angle, there's none of that. You know, you don't yeah, bend your knees, your legs are like straight out. You're just like sitting yeah, the, the, the seat, the seat is like a few inches above the like floor. Yeah. So you're, yeah, it's... And there's, like, leg holes for your legs to go in, yeah. basically. It's 
it's not comfortable and there's hardly any padding on the seat like at least space mountain at walt disney world has padding on the seat matterhorn really does not yeah it's a rough ride and this thing was built in the 50s yeah uh-huh i have to wonder you know back in the 50s and 60s when this thing was like brand new was it this rough back then were all roller coasters this rough like is this all they had i don't know ask grandma <laughs> ask, that's a good question i guess we'll have to ask her can, can you imagine grandma on the show I'm, I'm not i was not saying we bring grandma in for an interview i'm saying we ask her and we relay the information <laughs> that's probably a better idea yeah <laughs> okay um moving anyway, on i think i actually prefer the lap seating scenario because at least you had somebody else to absorb the job with you wow like another layer of fat to help absorb the jostle okay anyways expedition everest is far more comfortable although the seats are pretty like upright you can't really slouch um but i digress okay 17 rows two riders per row 24 people per train and it's themed to the an end per rail service so it ties into that tea company that you see in the queue um the locomotive engine since it's supposed to be like a train is at the rear pushing the car forward that way it doesn't block people's views and there's like little steam popping on the top of the little smokestack and it makes a little choo-choo noise and then it leaves the station <laughs> so it's pretty cute i love that and you've got you don't have a seat belt you got a little lap bar that you just pull down which i mean when you're when you're flying down that hill oh boy yeah you gotta hang on (laughs) yeah yep so the story of the matterhorn it's a little murky but it feels like you're a mountain climber and you're climbing the matterhorn and the abominable snowman is trying to protect its home you know what you're right they're really like the storyline is murky yeah, because, I mean, when you're in the queue and it's like a chalet area, you're like, oh, am I a tourist? Going am I going to go skiing? Yeah. yeah. Or a bobsled run? Yeah. Yeah, the ride itself, you, no matter which side you're on, you go up the same lift hill, you go up side by side. Uh, it's very dark in there. You um, you get a glimpse of the Yeti at like as you're going up the hill. Um, and then basically you just like, wind your way down the mountain from there uh you pass the abominable snowman a few times and there's a wrecked bobsled and there's also a crate from the wells expedition which honors one of the imagineers and uh, not an imagineer not an imagineer? executive okay who worked with michael eisner if you watch the imagineering story you'll find out all about him not sponsored (laughs) and find out how he died and it was very tragic and it makes sense why he's honored on the matterhorn yeah he um apparently i read this on wikipedia he was an avid mountain climber and he did like six of the seven um peaks yes and there was one left on his list before he died yes yeah um i was also gonna say there's a crashed skyway bucket in there (laughs) <laughs> you gotta look really fast but there's a crashed yeah. bucket in there because the skyway used to go through the Matterhorn yes 
the end of the the end of the ride is you splash down in a little lake and that the water actually helps cool the um the tracks and the like cars down as well because it gets gets hot all those brake runs so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah and that's that's basically the ride you go up and you go around and down yeah so Everest you're on a mission to see if you can find the Yeti I mean you go through this museum to learn about the Yeti and it's about like the museum in the queue kind of tells the story of people's quest to find the Yeti um, local cultures and their like respect of the Yeti and myths about the Yeti and all that. So you're on a mission to see if you can find it. Basically you leave the station, you make right turn and up a short Hill, you curve to the left and downhill a bit, and then you head up a very large, very steep incline to the top of the mountain. And on your way up, you pass through a short cave that appears to be like some sort of shrine to the Yeti. Then you go down a small incline through the mountain around a corner when, Oh no, the track is broken. It has been Spoiler alert. <laughs> yep. Um, from here, you have a really lovely view of the Florida skyline where you sit there for a few seconds. Sometimes, and a bunch of ponytail holders. Yes, a bunch of ponytail holders. Um, sometimes a bird appears on the top left of this portion, like soaring by the broken track. So you'll just have to look and see if it appears for you. Then after a few seconds, you travel backwards through the mountain, curving downwards through the dark. It's very dark in there. And if you're wearing sunglasses or a hat, you definitely want to hang on to them. Um, Then eventually, you know, you curve down in the dark and you head up a little bit as you're going backwards. And then you come to a stop and you see the Yeti ripping up the tracks. And you can see some sunlight up ahead. And eventually you continue forward, downhill, back outdoors, curving around the outside of the mountain, winding in and out. And the Yeti appears to swipe at your vehicle on your way down and out back to the station. And then you return to the station and scan your magic band to get your picture. You lived to tell the tale. Yes, you saw the Yeti. He's real. He's there. The height requirements for the Matterhorn is 42 inches. And Everest is 44. The Matterhorn is open during the fireworks and open when it's raining. And Everest, um, there are no fireworks at Animal Kingdom, you know, because it would alarm the animals because so the animals <laughs> so not applicable um everest you know it depends on the level of rain if it's light if it's lightly raining it'll probably be open if it's heavy rain or lightning not going to be open speaking of lightning there is a lightning lane for both of these attractions and there's also single rider for both of them however double check because they may close periodically depending on how busy they are mm-hmm. so that covers everything We've got the facts laid out, and it is time for the final showdown. Can we see eye to eye? Does one mountain stand out above the other? It's the battle of the peaks. Uh, this, this isn't really working. Um, anyways, so CJ, uh, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I know which way I'm going. Okay, which way are you going, CJ? It pains me to say, but I'm going to go with Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain, because Matterhorn is just so uncomfortable. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so rickety. I, I do, it is one of my favorite rides at Disneyland, but it is so uncomfortable. It's rickety. I need to see the chiropractor afterwards. <laughs> they need to change the ride vehicles, and it needs a full track replacement. If they made it smoother, I think it might win. Um, I think the Abominable Snowman has done really well, but 
Um, no, Everest just has like a more clear storyline and it's a smooth, especially Everest. They just, um, they just like really smoothed it out. And not that like within the last year. Um, so it's a lot yeah, smoother. Yeah, it was closed than... when I was there. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a lot smoother than it used to be. Um, the storyline is clear. The queue is really cool. There's, it's just a really good ride overall. Yeah, I am agreeing with you on the Expedition Everest being the superior in this specific head-to-head showdown. Matterhorn is a really great ride, and I think if it was if we did like Matterhorn versus something else, I don't know what off the top of my head, I would be inclined to pick Matterhorn. Um, but no, Expedition Everest just does the mountain thing better. It's a more comfortable ride. It's a more thrilling ride. It's they. It's like they took the Matterhorn and they elevated it. Yes. Yes. And I, I, the other thing is it makes sense thematically where it is versus I feel like Walt was like, you know, he saw a Matterhorn. He's like, oh, I got to have that in my park. And he just picked the spot and put it there um, without thinking if it thematically fits or not. And it doesn't really thematically fit in Fantasyland or Tomorrowland, but there it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yet, if it wasn't there, Disneyland would look really weird. Yeah, it would be like a gaping Matterhorn-sized hole in my heart. I know. I know it would. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Everest fits in Asia really well, and it fits with Animal Kingdom really well also. And I think it also filled filled a gap that Animal Kingdom had for mm-hmm. a thrill ride. Yeah, because it came a lot earlier than... Um, or a lot more, yeah, a lot earlier in the park's history than Pandora did, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, really, I still think that's the only thrill ride in the park. I don't I don't count Flight of Passage as a thrill ride. It's a fun ride, but it's not really a thrill yeah. ride. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Everest did fill a void. Absolutely. Anything else to say on our mountains? I don't think so. All right. That wraps it up for today's episode, then. Thank you all for joining us as we talked about the Matterhorn bobsleds and Expedition Everest Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. <laughs> I know it has a long name. Has such a long name. But you know, we shorten it to Matterhorn and Expedition Everest or just Everest. Mm-hmm. You know, call them by their respective mountains. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh let us know what you think. Do you have a preferred Matterhorn track side? Do you all do you always go Tomorrowland? Do you always go Fantasyland? Let us know. I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Uh, do you think we're right? Do you think we're wrong? Do you think I'm way prettier than CJ? Let us know. <laughs> Rude. I had to. I had to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, you can find us on Instagram, allegedly on Twitter. We do not have a blue check mark and never will. We're allegedly on TikTok as well. All of those are park2parkpod with the number two. You can also send us an email, park2parkpod at gmail.com, also with the number two. Um, Leave us a review if you can. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch the subscribe button. That's it. Anything else that I missed, CJ? Next episode, we are going from mountains higher up into space. (laughs) From one mountain to another. Space mountain. Yes, space mountain. (laughs) That just got me thinking, like, are there mountains in space? Like, probably. 
Well, like, on, on a, a different planet, planet like maybe, but I mean, it's not like Jupiter Mountain isn't the name of the attraction. It's just space, space mountain. You're right. That is kind of weird. It's <laughs> interesting. It's Wonder what made them choose that space, huh? Well, anyways, we're gonna we're gonna um, ponder the philosophy of Space Mountain, and then also discuss Space Mountain. And I, oh, oh, this is gonna be a harsh episode for one coast, I think. I think it is. <laughs> well, make sure you tune in next time to find out which is the clear winner of the Space Mountain battle. And make sure you watch Imagineering Story if you haven't. Not sponsored. No. <laughs> all right, we'll see y'all next time. Bye.